we talked quarantine routines. We talked owning our own businesses in Buffalo. We talked about Buffalo in general. Now I have some miscellaneous questions before we run out of time, and it's going to be kind of like a speed round. So I'm just going to spit questions at you. You're going to give me your honest response, and you know I have some responses too. So we'll see how different minds think. But the first thing I want to know, I know you talk about bills enough, and uh, we all do, I think, in this town. But what was your first Bill's memory? I don't know. <laughs> you don't know. I, they've always kind of just been there, you know. <laughs> it was probably a loss. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, um, the, the Bills have always been on, you know, uh, even when I was a kid, I wasn't paying attention. They were always on the TV on Sundays, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, even before you could really grasp the sport and like the spectacle and why everybody cared so much. You, you just remember it being there. Yeah. I, I mean, I know that my first football memory is uh, the Super Bowl when oh, was it the Eagles and the Raiders, I think that was, uh, you know, it was like 79, 80. That's the first time I remember the f- like football being on the TV. Right. Um, I guess the first memory that really locked in my fanhood with the bills is probably when they clinched the division uh, against the Jets in 1988 when Fred Smurlis blocked uh, the field goal uh, attempt and then ended up winning the game. I think it was like 9-6. That'll stick they, in your memory. Yeah, they rushed That'll... the – yeah, fans rushed the field and tore down the goalpost and all that. Oh, that's that like famous picture from tearing down the goalpost? Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. Mine was when I turned seven. I know th- – I'm sorry for – I'm dating myself here but um doug flutie was the quarterback and it was my seventh birthday so i got a doug flutie number seven jersey oh perfect that was the first thing i remember is having that jersey but actually watching the game watching the team sadly enough i mean obviously it was always on and i always knew it was on but my first memory and like grasp specific memory was the music city miracle because all of my family was over at my house and it was like that for every Sunday, uncles and everything. Mm-hmm. And I just remember how mad they were at the TV <laughs> and just watching that game. And I was just like, yeah, we're like, I've seen so many losses. Why are they so mad? Like this one is, you know, <laughs> yeah, I didn't really understand, you know, the situation and everything because I was so young. But that's when I was really like, oh, this is a real thing. And people get bothered by this. What is this? And I dive in more. And I feel okay. like before you turn like 10, it's like. How can this anger me too? Exactly. And, you know, then it just got passed on to me. So now I get to be angry at all the losses. So that's fun. (laughs) Okay. So that's first Bill's memory. What about favorite Bill's memory? Favorite Bill's memory, 51 to 3. 51 to 3. Love it. You know, I think it's every anybody, any Bill's fan that lived through it. I can't see how that's not their favorite memory. Maybe he has some kind of special moment that coincided with getting a jug. Doug Flutie jersey or something like that, like yeah. something that's so personal. But right. I mean, at the end of the day, fifty-one to three to watch an entire half of football, knowing that the team was going to win and go to the Super Bowl was just—I can only it, dream for that moment. Oh, man, yeah, got, I just got goosebumps. Oh my gosh, uh, <laughs> just thinking about I it. Love it. So mine would have to be obviously I wasn't young enough to remember that, but mine would have to be I was in Miami when the Dolphins played the Bills on New Year's three years ago when Cincinnati was playing the Ravens for the Bills to clinch a playoff spot. So the Dolphins game had ended, and everybody, all the Bills fans in the stadium, because down there, half the stadium's Bills fans during Bills-Dolphins games, everybody ran to the terminal to, like, see all the TVs in the terminals, and you watched Andy Dalton complete that pass to Tyler Boyd, 
and the it was like pure ecstasy with everybody just crying and hugging and high-fiving it was just insane the amount of like pent up just let down that was just released in that moment was absolutely insane and to be able to share that with Bills fans, especially like displaced Bills fans, you yeah. know, stuck in Miami, surrounded by Dolphins fans all the time. I think yeah. it was just like extra. And I remember <clears throat> since we were there watching that game after the game had ended, we didn't get to the parking lot until what an hour after the game had ended. <laughs> and that was when the owner of the Dolphins decided to take his golf cart from, I don't know, the locker room to his private car. Oh. So if you can imagine, he was coming out of the. <laughs> the stadium and there was no Dolphins fans in sight and it was just <laughs> ecstatic Bills fans and they all rushed his golf cart and were like cheered and he was having a good time too he really didn't I, he probably didn't even know what was going on <laughs> and uh, it was just so funny that moment I'll never forget that yeah he, oh, uh, he, was, he bought the team it's an investment it's all yeah, good you know exactly. I'm making money yeah and he was um, probably in the locker room talking to the team he wasn't watching the Bengals game you know <laughs> you've obviously I, I assume seen the the edit of the Titanic theme placed yes. to, Oh my gosh. And that is such, catch. that's such an overused trope. Right. Um, what, but that's the best one, Come but on. yeah, oh, that's the best one. That, yeah. It's I better than Titanic. I can't watch that, that highlight of, you know, fourth down Dalton throwing to Boyd. I can't watch it unless it has that music set to it now. Like it's right. just, it's it, that music completely, it completed that, that whole, experience and it also ruined it like now it's like i have to it has to be included as part of right it. now you're watching the titanic and you have to like pause it to watch that replay it's just yeah right it just <laughs> seems it just seems so empty to yeah. not have those two together and just the series of events like andy dalton was the reason we broke a 20-year drought like it's just obviously there's more to it than that but it, yeah it i went th- i went through my twitter and deleted every mean tweet about andy dalton <laughs> ever <laughs> even like this past year like obviously they're drafting joe burrow first overall and I'm like, yeah, let's let's play Andy. Let's like let him back up Josh, and you know we'll be so supportive. I would love oh, to see that. That'd be such a bad idea, dude. That'd be such a bad idea. <laughs> Josh would have Josh would have one bad day. He'd miss one oh, overthrow. Very true. And uh, you'd have people Dalton. on Twitter saying, "Just come on, put it Dalton." Yeah. Uh, that is true. Okay, I step that back a little bit. <laughs> but do it in Madden. So, it's cool. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, third question. Uh, I was in South Florida still when the bills were changing ownership and the big rumors were that Bon Jovi was going to take over and possibly move the bills of Toronto. Roger Goodell had mentioned it many times too. What was Buffalo like? What was your personal opinion? How did that feel? Like what was going on around here and what was going on in your mind? Did you believe in it or did like, cause from the outside looking in, if you weren't really connected into like Bill's Twitter and what was going on day to day, if you're just watching the news, it seemed pretty likely. So I was just curious on how it was here. Yeah, it was tense. You know, it, it was, it was tense. Um, I think deep down people, at least I'll speak for myself. I, I feel like I always knew they were going to stay here deep right. down, but it was, I mean, it was, it was a rough, you know, several years leading up to that point you know, right it was like the worst the team had ever been i feel like oh, just the, in a, over a period of time yeah the team had been terrible for so long there the whole toronto series had been going on um it was it was a mess and um it really did seem for a long time like it was i mean obviously like we were know, playing there once a year 
Yeah, yeah. And that it was, was the scary. One thing. That was the one thing. And I've always kind of like, you know, for the Bills Mafia Twitter account and stuff, I always kind of towed the line with anything the Bills were doing, you know what I mean? And just I say mm-hmm. my opinions for, you know, my Twitter. That was, I think, the one thing every year I was never shy about, like, tweeting about from that account you know um because it's like you know it's like a supporter account type thing you know mm-hmm. and that was always the one thing that i would not you weren't being i wouldn't let it go it. you know right. i put out tweets and memes and stuff and i wasn't obnoxious about it i normally only did it the week of the toronto series but i made sure that like fans were you know like it was represented that fans were not cool that they're, they're right. not a fan that i was aware of that was that thought it was cool in, unless they lived in Canada. And even then, even then I feel well, like the, you don't really hear about them very much being, you know, mad that it's still in Buffalo, you know? It's no, just... no. But yeah. But, but even then I would say the majority of the bills fans in my experience that live in Canada, didn't want them to play games in Toronto. They, they weren't, hmm. they didn't, they, they, they didn't want them to, to, they didn't like that series. They knew what it was, you know, right. the money grab. Exactly. Um, so you know, you know, much respect to 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 them and everything. But yeah, it was it was crazy. And I remember I joking, well, you know, when it was announced that the Pagulas were buying the team. I remember coming home and telling my daughter I was renaming her Terry. Um, <laughs> take it back. <laughs> I, <love> it. <laughs> I took it back. It was bizarre because I was actually living in Boca Raton at the time, and I didn't even know about the Pagulas until they really made the move for the team. And they had they're like from that area. They were like living at the time, twenty minutes away from us. And I was like, this is so random. Like, a, you know, a family that's 20 minutes away from us in South Florida is buying both the Bills and the Sabres. Like, it was just, it was a really bizarre time. But, like, looking yeah. at other teams that are moving, I just, it's absurd to me. I can't even fathom. Like, I just don't understand. And, you know, it, get, it's get, it gets brushed aside when it's not your team. But even, like, especially, like, Oakland, like, their fans are insane. And they're just going to give it up and move to Vegas. And it's just, I can't even imagine what those people how they yeah. feel like it, it's just really just a huge bummer yeah i mean the bills are really you know like they're really part of the western new york fabric right i can't even imagine what buffalo was like before that team existed and once you get um, it taken away it's not like they're going to be like quick to give you it back one day like that's it I that was it yeah especially yeah. when you figure what the nfl is nowadays like that's it yeah basically we got in we got our team it's not you know right we're like grandfathered stuff. into having a team yeah, yeah, 100%. we're just lucky it stuck with it through the bad years. Mm-hmm. I said the same thing about like Portland Trail Bla- uh, Blazers basketball, and I lived in Portland for a little bit. It was like, how does this city have an NBA team? It was just like, <laughs> but you know, they used to be good. They got one in the 60s, 70s, whatever, and they were good in the 80s. And the set, it's just like, and they just stuck with it. And now that the bills are good, it's just like, all right, that's like, you know, insurance almost. Yeah, you're not kidding. Yeah, that being said, current state of the Bills, obviously, this could be the best we've been since the early 90s. And for people my age, this is the best we've been my entire life. So very exciting. That being said, we have some insurance that we're staying in Buffalo, but the stadium thing is an issue. What's your opinions on the stadium? What do you think? What do you want to happen with the stadium? What do you think will happen with the stadium? Um, Yeah, I I like where they are now. Mm -hmm. I mean, I enjoy the atmosphere. I I love... Um, that it's in the middle of a residential neighborhood yeah. for all intents and purposes. Yeah. Um, I try to explain it to people, and I it's it's yeah. very hard without like pictures. <laughs> yeah, and I've not been to a lot of away games uh-huh. in my time, um, but the the few that I've been to, it is so different. Yeah, know? like I only yeah. went to away games for twelve years in a row there before mm-hmm. we moved back. So I can tell you, 
that is absurd <laughs> that is still happening and it just it brings literally every time we pull into the parking lot and park up and go tailgate it's like i get goosebumps and i smile mm-hmm. just because it feels like a college atmosphere and it's like so cliche and it's like mm-hmm. oh it's not that much different from other cities like it is completely opposite it is a completely opposite experience that being said once you're in the game you know there could definitely be some upgrades so what do you sure, think sure. <laughs> what do you think is going to happen yeah, I don't if know. If you had a guess, obviously it's not. I don't, I don't know. Down, I but. mean, it makes me wonder, you know, um, if eventually the team will get moved downtown. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I've been pretty for a, for a while there. I was to my in my mind, it was a foregone conclusion. It was just a matter right. of when it was going to happen. But you look at like the the money they just put into that uh, that training facility last year, mm-hmm. and so that kind of makes you take a step back, exactly, and, and wonder, you know, wonder Maybe. what their their end game is, but. Yeah, because they could do some serious renovations where they are, and they would still sell out the stadium. So I don't know how it, how it works money wise, but there's definitely yeah. pros and cons to both. Everybody wants it to stay if it can, but if it does stay, there needs to be major renovations. Like we can't just be sitting on bleachers in the middle of winter, you know. I so, I guess I guess I guess I mean they're, the Pagulas are in a tough spot because they're going to get pull from the other owners to upgrade for this for sure. And, and Twitter's going to explode, and people are going to whine, and it's just like at the end of the day. We have our team. Like where they play is at the end of the day is not going to matter. I understand it's a better experience in Orchard Park, possibly, but there are pros to being downtown as well, with gaining more revenue and just the amount of blood it'll pump into the heart of Buffalo if we go downtown. It's just you yeah. know you're going to see bars and restaurants and you know <clears throat> I guess so much depends. business pop up downtown. So there's not like it's not all negative. <laughs> No, yeah. no, I, I, it's gonna. It does make you wonder at what cost, because there's gonna have to be significant infrastructure improvements oh, yeah. if they're gonna like put getting in and out a of stadium downtown. down there. I mean, yeah. So that's you know, that's gonna cost money, right? And then you you have to wonder if who's gonna front the money to build the stadium, you know? Right. Gonna, and even if the Google say we'll pay for it all, um, you right. guys just handle the infrastructure. That's gonna cost a fortune. <laughs> yeah, that infrastructure. Yeah, it is. So it might be one of those things where it's best for all parties if it just stays where it is and they, whatever renovations the NFL is pulling them towards, you know, whatever amenities. Um, right. But I can tell you one thing that Western New York will not put up with is PSLs. That's something that I think is just 100% out of, um, it's not our ilk. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't think it's, I don't think it, the demographics for Western New York, I don't think anybody's buying PSLs just for the sake I agree. And if we do renovate the stadium, we do have to keep the urinal troughs. I feel like that sets us apart from most public foundations around the United States. It's insane. The bathrooms and all the, like everything is just so funny when you go in that stadium. It's just, oddly, it's, uh, oddly enough, I'm okay with ditching those. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's totally a joke. I mean, if they yeah, ditched no, them, I, I would live for sure. But it's just funny and it's just a. It is so culture. weird. It's, it is weird. So everything. Yeah, it's crazy. It is bizarre. So that's that. The final thing I wanted to talk about, this required some homework. So I sent you this question. Um, there's obviously, you know, people have their very opinionated on this topic, but I wanted to list, you're a huge movie guy. Yes. You're very vocal about it on Twitter. When you're not tweeting about the bills and 26 shirts, you're tweeting about movies most of the time. Love it. Yep. So, and I do too. So I wanted to say, what's Dell's top five favorite movies? And I gave you the full permission to do all five Marvel movies if you wanted to. We, <laughs> we all know. <laughs> yeah. We all know where your head's at. But so um, I, wanted to, I wanted to know your top five movies. 
Uh, I don't have a top five, but I you don't have a top. You. Nobody has a top five. If you have a top five, you're kind of weird to me. So I totally get that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I did make a off. list of like five movies I love a lot. Yes, and that's came what I to have. my mind faster. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't put them in order because if you can put them in order, what like that is? <laughs> you have a top five then? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's just, it's the same with music too. If you have a top five, uh, I hate when people ask me that question. But we can talk about five movies we love yes. a little bit more yes. than the rest most yes. of the time. So there's lots so, of little disclaimers here and there. So I would say five of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, Let's go one by one. We'll bounce back and forth. Okay, sounds good. Name uh, one. Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump, absolute classic. It's I love uh, it. it, it's the one of the one of the movies mm-hmm. that really solidified Tom Hanks as mm-hmm. the Jimmy Stewart of this generation. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a complete like love letter to America. Right. Um, and it's done in such a, 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 a disarming, you know, non-confrontational way, the way it looks at history. Right. And also it's just a beautiful story. Exactly. And I was a little bit young when it came out, so I, I didn't like grasp onto it right away, but it was one of those movies that's on like TV every day <laughs> like, <laughs> for like 10 years. So like, it's one of those ones you keep catching over and over. And as you, as I got older, it's just like, you like start to oh my gosh this movie is amazing like throughout the acting and how you can learn about history and just the way they move through it and how it makes you feel it's just Mm -hmm. i always say like if a movie can make you feel something it's a powerful movie whether that be scared or happy or excited or sad it's just like that goes a long way because in the back of your mind you know it's all acting and you know it's just a story but if it can make you feel something when you walk away from it there's something to be said about that absolutely yeah all right, so my I'll just pick one out of the hat here. We watched it the other night, so I'll start here. The Dark Knight. Oh, Again, I know that's, you, we're gonna we're gonna have a little bit of synergy here. In okay, the, in this conversation. okay. <laughs> is it on your list too? I have it. Is part of a, um, I think, thirty-four way tie. Okay, perfect. So that was like honorable mention almost. Yeah. Um, why do you love it so much? Oh. Honestly, the thing that grasped, like, I saw it in IMAX, first of all, so that was, like, cheating almost. It was absolutely beautiful when you saw it like that. Um, I love all the acting. I love the directing. I mean, that that whole series is incredible, and that's, I think, the best one of the series. And then when you add, like, the personal, everything surrounding it with Heath Ledger and everything, Mm -hmm. it almost just, like, gives it a whole nother... You're watching this guy, like... Uh, I don't even know how to ex- describe without being like insensitive, but you're watching, you're watching personal battles like in real time, and it's mm-hmm. it's very powerful. Yeah, you're watching the role that really transformed him. Right. And sadly enough, like it. Right. You know, it kind of un unwound him. But... You never saw him like that for the most part. No, no, man, what a just oh, crazy. It's it gave we watched it the other night and it gave us both goosebumps, and it was just I mean. Well written, well acted. The story is great. I mean, I'm not huge, huge, huge on comic books. I'm not huge on comic book movies. And that just like, it doesn't even feel like one. It's just a great movie, regardless if you like, you know, comic book lore and all that. Yeah. As much as an MCU stan that I am, yeah, um, there is something so special about that trilogy. It's, um, it's incredible. I, I remember I, a couple summers ago, I, I introduced it uh, to my daughters mm-hmm. and 
they at that point they had been used to seeing pretty much just all the movies I was recommending for a while, right. all Marvel movies. You and know, you're getting like, laughs here and there. Like, Oh, yeah, it's fun. Yeah. yeah seriously. <laughs> and, and, uh, we had watched through basically everything up through into infinity war. And then a couple months mm-hmm. later, dad says, Hey, let's watch this, you know, Batman movie. And I think they had seen Batman begins in the past or whatever. At some point but they yeah. watched the dark Knight, and <laughs> that movie, <laughs> I, I, the only way to, to describe it, I think I tweeted about it when, when it happened. Um, the entire movie they're just the wide-eyed emoji yeah know? exactly <laughs> kept waiting but to laugh there's literally that, no comic relief in that movie there's right none. but um, that i mean it teaches you stuff and it makes you feel and that goes such a long way like if it, if a movie sticks with you after you watch it that's what makes a, yep. a movie good in my opinion absolutely yeah you and know, the, the so. score to that movie just like the Beautiful. it just the pins and needles like the just yeah the, the Oh. And that's why watching an IMAX is just incredible because oh, it's just overloaded. like visually and like audibly, in, it was just mind blowing almost. Yeah. And then you add to it all the things that were happening behind the scenes. It was just like, holy moly. Yep. All right. So your second movie. Well, I'll, I'll just to stay on that note real quick. I have a, like I said, a huge tie between mm-hmm. the Lord of the Rings movies, not okay. the Hobbit movies, mm-hmm. not the Hobbit movies, Lord of the Rings movies. <laughs> most of star wars movies uh-huh. <laughs> mcu and the batman trilogy by nolan um so you just combined 42 movies into one so, something like that yeah 35 okay. 42, I don't even and count. if you count hours it's probably i don't know five days yeah, worth of movies. yeah so that's a big tie <laughs> but those are all like those the tentpole franchises that have kind of really just you know um really just captured me you know mm-hmm. in terms of storytelling um, did you read the books like let's stick with like lord of the rings say because i know you're vocal about watching you just watched it recently mm-hmm. you were tweeting about it did you read the books before you watched them or was Year, the... years and years ago years and okay years ago. so you were already like you were going in you had an idea of the story yeah i knew where it was going and everything yeah absolutely. okay and it still like captivated you and i mean they're oh beautiful movies i've seen oh. them all in theaters but i'm not like a big enough fan to like i don't have my dvd or anything like that but I would definitely be into watching them again because when I saw them in theaters, I was just like blown yeah. away. Yeah, just magic. Those movies yeah. are magic, you know. Yeah. Um, and then they had The Hobbit, which was a complete money grab, and they took one book and tried to stretch it. <laughs> and for people who care, I can see where you get all hopped up. For me, I was just like, oh, this is entertaining too. Like, I don't, yeah, I don't know. yeah, exactly. It's, but just, it just, yeah. you know, I mean, it wasn't a hill for me to die on ever, but I was just disappointed in right. it. But yeah. Um, yeah, just those movies. And, you know, Star Star Wars, obviously. I'm not really happy with the the sequel trilogy you know mm-hmm. um but you know the the last three of the quote skywalker saga i wasn't super thrilled with those i love the i love the first one force awakens mm-hmm. the other two kind of just just went downhill for me but um, i feel like that stuff was made like perfect for your age group like i mean like timeline wise so like by the time i watched like the first three like I was so young because like my uncles were like these are my favorite movies you need to watch these now <laughs> and I was like way too young to like I don't know. It was like cool to me, and I loved like space and what I, I, mm-hmm. I loved like the whole idea behind it. But I was already like as a kid, like these graphics kind of suck. You know, it was just like kind of <laughs> going into it being like jaded, like because yeah. I was older. So yeah, that was my yeah. first impression, and it was kind of just like it took me a little bit to get into it. So like the first one I like clearly remember wanting to see was like the Jar Jar Binks one. Like, oh man, man. Like, that's how I said that, that was my intro. So you, yeah, you can, yeah, it's yeah. it's a hard way to get into it. Yeah, I mean, I grew. I was born in '75. My wife was born in '76. So mm-hmm. we were, we literally grew up with Star Wars, right? You know, uh, and so that's part of the reason why it, it's it's always been so important to me is because uh-huh. so much of my childhood is 
Star Wars is interwoven into it. You know, whatever right. I'd play play with my friends, you know, we'd argue over who had to be Han and who got to be Luke and, and, and stuff like that. Um, uh-huh. So, so, so it's crazy. Just like how much it took over the world. Yeah. Like, it took over my world. George, that's for sure. Yeah. And like George Lucas is like net worth. Like, what is that? Like, I'm like, <laughs> well, he sold, he sold the rights to the franchise for what? $1 billion. I think. Yeah. It's, it's just crazy. So, but real quick, just to, to wrap up this, cause it's, that this, this part of our conversation is so meandering with me throwing in like 40 something movies, but like, yeah. And the MCU just, a you know, I, I it, it's like a new thing for me, you know, mm-hmm. especially somebody in their forties. It's kind of funny to say like, these are the, the my favorite movie franchise ever. Right. Um, but just, I, I absolutely love how they have taken all of these genres because mm-hmm. everything's all oh, super comic book movies, superhero movies. Just dumb. No, they have, yeah. you have spy movies in there, like mm-hmm. with um, winter soldier and you have heist movies like with Ant-Man. Uh, it, it's just, the, the, it really brings in, all these different genres right and they're bringing in different umbrella. demographics with those it's just oh it's it, impressive. it's 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 amazing it, nothing like that has ever been done nothing, the it, people it, that like turn down their nose to movies like that are like the people that expect every movie they're like basing it off of like should it win the oscar for best picture and it's just like okay we understand why ant-man's not going to win best picture but like you're going to tell me you watched that and you weren't like entertained throughout the entire thing oh like, yeah for sure and just the to take what's basically one storyline and, and stretch it out over 24 movies or 23 movies, whatever it is for the, the first three phases. Um, and to have so much depth to these characters and to these stories, um, it, it's, it's mind. And if you're it's, seven, you can have fun. And if you're 60, you can have fun. It's just yeah. like, it's incredible how they, they grab a huge audience like that. Yeah, Cause, cause it's not been done before. And Scorsese had that the, the, those comments about how um, he, he you know about Marvel movies and how it was there you know they were right they weren't true cinema. I'm like cinema is is storytelling, right? And, and, and he's one of those guys. He, he if it's not going to win Best Picture in his book, or if it's not old fashioned in the way they do things, it's not. Yeah, not just I, enough. so whatever I say, you know. But um, it's just so great, and, and plus, that. you know, so much of the MCU I got to experience you know, with my kids at the, right. you know, fresh at the same time. It, it wasn't like they were playing catch up. It wasn't a drag up. for you. Yeah. Right. They were, well, they weren't playing catch up to dad's Star Wars stuff. Right. You know? Exactly. Like, seriously. And we share that love, you know, with Star Wars and everything. You know, my daughter's in the process of watching through all the Clone Wars series and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the MCU, like we, we've experienced so much of it fresh together for the first time. So that makes it really special to me too. Because, that is awesome. You know, that's something that I've, I've shared with my kids, you know, so, mm-hmm. but that's anyway, so that's my number. That's two. your number one through 43. Gotcha. Yeah, um, so moving on Scorsese, you mentioned Scorsese. That's a smooth transition. I had to put a Scorsese movie on here. So I mm-hmm. hope you don't dislike him enough to uh, scorn him off your list, but no, the departed, the departed is on my list. I've never seen that movie. Okay. I, I know I'm probably like one of the few. I've never seen it. Okay. It's very, very good. <laughs> so, I would One suggest picture, doing that. Right? I believe so. I don't. Yeah. Even, I believe it did. I don't. I don't sure. I'm not positive on that. But um, I mean, just the it's a Scorsese movie, so that checks that box. Um, the acting in it is incredible. It has like a whole range of incredible actors between Matt Damon, and Leo, um, you know, Jack Nicholson. So the whole thing is just incredible, and the story and it adds drama to crime, like drama, crime, you know, 
action, violence. It has a little bit of everything. And I don't know. Loved it. I mean, I've seen all the Scorsese movies, and that was my favorite one, so it had to be wow. mentioned. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, so that's one after after the kids go to sleep one night for sure. Yeah, I have homework. I'll watch that yeah, movie. Yeah, exactly. Um, do you have any on your other ones on your list, or did you kind of like bunch that whole group in? Oh, no, I got more. I got more. So Shoot, um, shoot your next one. Yeah. Uh, oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? Have you ever seen oh, that? Oh, yes, I have. I love that movie so much. It's incredible. <laughs> It is so it, actually wow. That's so funny. That it didn't even come to mind when I was making this list. That is going to be on our quarantine list for sure. We have a whole list of movies to watch during this thing. That's definitely going on. There. It's so great. Just that the the dialogue <clears throat> in that entire movie is so spot on, mm-hmm. and just the Coen brothers in general. I'm not. Uh, I don't like all of their movies. There's some yeah. that, like I could I could take them or leave them. But I'm the ones the ones that they do well are just. So so good. They're, that I, was up for Oscars too, wasn't it? Am I crazy? I know it won a bunch of Grammys. Like the the soundtrack won oh, okay. a ton of like Grammys. So uh-huh. I don't know where it landed in terms of the Oscars, but such a great movie. Love I mean, me George Clooney too. is just yeah. he's just so good at comedy and making fun of himself and mm-hmm. just the dialogue. There, every line of dialogue in that movie, you can find a way to laugh at it. Mm-hmm. it it's so great. So and that's one of those movies where like too much dialogue, like you wish there was more almost like it never got old or nope. some movies with too much dialogue is kind of like, okay, dragging a little bit, <clears throat> which brings me kind of in a uh, smooth transition to one of mine. Speaking of dialogue, Quentin Tarantino is like the king of di- dialogue. <laughs> I knew that's where you're going. As soon yeah. As you said. yeah. So it was tough to pick my favorite one. I had to include him on here. Uh, I went in glorious bastards and it might be because we just watched it probably a month ago again but um the dialogue throughout was incredible the acting is incredible the directing incredible as always the music is hilarious and the story is just i'm sure similar stories have been put on in the past but i had never seen like hitler flipped before and it was just i don't want to say hilarious because that's kind of like i don't know it's not funny (laughs) but i loved seeing the thing flipped on hitler's head personally i don't i don't know that might make me a vengeful person but yeah i've never seen it i've actually never seen that one either so that's two in a row now like i'm losing some some you know some real movie buff cred here have you seen Django? no three oh man so it was a flip on the coin between those two and they kind of covered the same bases where like all right Django's kind of like you're seeing slavery in reverse and you know the same thing with glorious bastards you're seeing nazis in reverse it was kind of like my mind had never been even open to that idea Mm because you're just drilled with history and facts the whole time so you're like never really fantasized if it was the other way around but quentin tarantino kind of does it for you and it's incredible (laughs) you know i'll have to check them out for sure right right yeah i highly suggest it both those Um, all right right, so your next one uh it's a wonderful life oh wow (laughs) love it (laughs) that movie is i know it is it's old Mm -hmm. and i know it's kind of somewhat cheesy seasonal Um, but it you know when they at the end of that movie uh, it's not a spoiler for anybody who's not (laughs) spoiler alert if you've never seen a wonderful life at the end of that shut it off yeah when they when everybody streams into the house and Mm -hmm. is just you know basically paying him back for all he's done Mm -hmm. um it's just i i I tear up almost every single time is there tradition involved in that movie with you nope. and your family nope I, I no not at all actually none oh wow um i just think it's a, it's a, it's it's a wonderful movie it's aptly titled 
And uh, I would recommend if anybody's kind of like rolling their eyes, um, mm. look up the Cinephiles podcast. Okay. Um, and they did a, a piece on it uh, a couple of years ago. And you can find it like you can find it on YouTube or wherever, you know, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Cinephiles did a terrific job of just breaking down that movie and talking about why it's so special and so much backstory to it. It's just, it was, it's great. That'd be interesting because my, I would say 80% of my love for that movie comes from nostalgia with like my family watching it all the time during Christmas. So Mm -hmm. it's interesting to see that you have none of that for what you said. And you're just like, you're probably capturing a whole different view of the movie than I am. That's awesome. That's powerful. Yeah. I think I only saw parts of it like, growing up like i don't i don't know how often i ever watched it all the way through until a few years ago okay deliberately sat down and watched the whole and i was you know for what it is like it's kind of you know it, there's a lot of anachronisms in there and everything um, mm-hmm. different times uh, yeah different times maybe that's wrong with <laughs> anachronisms but like it's definitely dated but yeah. um it's such an awesome story um and it really like you know one person can make a difference you know all of that so mm-hmm. it's just it's really well told i love it i like that i didn't even like it's so funny your our brains went two different ways that's why i love making these lists of like all right we don't need like a definite list but it's interesting to see where your mind goes and where other mm-hmm. people's mind goes so i love For sure that. i didn't think about seasonal movies whatsoever and they're some of my favorites so good on you um <laughs> my next one okay i gotta get this out of the way because it's sad one of my favorite movies is sad like that, that i don't know what that means but it's called Place Beyond the Pines. It's not a very popular movie. Have you ever heard of it? No, I'm writing it down now, though. I'll remember okay. the other two. But... <laughs> I don't know if you're into dramas at all. but like, Yeah, for sure. I don't love dramas. I don't find myself going out of my way to watch a drama. But this is... I'll name the cast, and you're going to be interested already. So it's going to be Gosling, Eva Mendez, Bradley Cooper, Ray Liotta, uh, Ben Mendelsohn, who's really good. He's not that popular, but... If you're into those people, they it's all of their like best performances. It's absolutely incredible. Um, the director did Blue Valentine, which is another depressing movie. So he knows what, he's got his depressing chops to him. He's he's no he knows what he's doing. Um, it's roughly, I mean, even if you read the bio, it doesn't really give too much of the movie away. It's about a bank robber and the relationship kind of between him and his son, and then his son growing up. I can't really go too much past that, but it, you know, the beginning of the movie is kind of like bank heisty movie. And then it adds a, this guy's family life to it. So as you can see, that's definitely con- two very conflicting situations between yes. being a bank robber and a father. <laughs> like, yeah. So it's just a very powerful movie and beyond just the story and the acting, the music is, so it was, it was, um, the soundtrack's done by, oh my God, what is it? Mike Patton. Who, oh my gosh, really? Do you know who Mike Patton of is? Of course. Do I, do I, my, they were my favorite band, like early so, high school years. Faith No More? Yeah. Yeah. So as you know, he's a very strange character and he dives into some weird subgenres. Um, he did the whole soundtrack. Um, it's eerie. It's almost eerie because some of, you think of bank robbery and you think of like chaos. And the movie is shot almost like quietly with this Mike Patton soundtrack in the background. So you're so calm, but at the same time, your heart is racing. So it's probably almost like a bank robbery where it's just like, 
just calm chaos throughout the entire movie. So it's pretty much like an anxiety attack. So if you're not, (laughs) I think think of chaos and anxiety when I think of Mike Patton. So that makes yeah, exactly. It's it's beautiful and it's shot beautifully. It's all shot in uh, Schenectady, actually in New York. So it's like place beyond the pines. Very like piney, very earthy fall. All right. All right. Yeah, it's 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 really cool. Forward to it. Super sad though, and it's gonna wreck your evening. So just like make sure. Yeah, make sure you uh, keep I'm that down. in mind. I'm yeah, down. You make, make, make sure you don't have like something. a family dinner to go to after that because you're going to be a real bummer. Yeah. It's got, yeah. I'm looking at it on, on Wikipedia right now. It has quite a cast. It's incredible. I wow. mean, it's, and it's like it's one of those movies that got brushed under the rug because it's so strange and so Different. sad that nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants to pay money to see that. But like it's such a powerful movie and it's all, in my opinion, like Ryan Gosling especially, like he – absolutely kills it and you think of him as like this heartthrob but he's yeah he's got his chops as an actor and the whole thing is just really well made i love it all right i'm in i'm in I'm yeah. check it out that's enough on that that's a rant and rant on that uh you're i think we're on our final final one here yes yeah, this this will be my final entry um okay. gladiator that, oh my goodness that okay. along with it's a wonderful life i could watch gladiator <laughs> do not put and those two in the same sentence no no but what i mean is i can watch it and every time i'll i'll tear up at the end every time uh, i you, i could watch gladiator watch the end of it cry a little yeah that's not it. the one that's another one you don't want to watch before family yeah. dinner either rewind it watch the end again cry i, I just it doesn't matter I can, you can rewatch it i'll get the same thing when he's laying there on the floor of the coliseum Spoiler. yeah <laughs> if, if you missed it 20 years ago you know you've had 20 years yeah um when he's laying there on the floor of the Coliseum and uh, so much uh, that uh, I forget her name now. Um, I remember every character, but her name now, of course, but uh, Connie Nielsen's character. And, and you could tell that she wants him to, to live and to stay mm-hmm. with her. Mm-hmm. Um, but then she says, go to them. And he goes mm-hmm. to, you know, cause she knows that, you know, his family is on the other side and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and he like, walks he you know starts to walk into elysium and his hands through the grains oh just, you're painting the scene in my head i'm like dazing off into the distance about <laughs> this. Like, i need is, to watch this now it's such it is it is such a great movie it is so well done um just how you know he had one goal and he, he told commodus like what his goal was to avenge his family he avenged mm-hmm. them and he's like all right i'm out you know and I it was it. just Oh, what a great movie. What a great movie. It is. And I'm glad you put a sad one in there, too. I feel a lot more comfortable with throwing a sad one in my top five. I appreciate that. Oh, that's all good. I'm here to help. <laughs> uh, and then my last one, we're, we're switching pace completely. This movie is, I mean, it's hard to include comedies into your top five because they're a little bit shallow, especially mm-hmm. this one. But just the, the, the age I was when it came out, uh, the range of actors in this movie. Um, it hit me like nothing else. I was sitting in the theater watching it and I was crying for two straight hours, just crying, laughing. I don't know if you can relate much cause you were a little bit older and you probably thought it was a ridiculous movie, but super bad is in my top five. <laughs> <laughs> it's another movie. Congratulations. You, what is that? Four? That's four movies you've mentioned. I've never seen. And no I, classic. kidding. 
I know that's a classic, but yeah, I, I'm not really. It's I'm not really always drawn to like that that like that body humor stuff. Yeah, it's a, it's like a stoner comedy. So like I said, it's like a very shallow movie. I'm not going to say it should win an Oscar for by any means. It's your list, but of, you put, it's, put it's in my, what you want. and like when you go through the actors, just like at the time, those were all like the peak actors in all the funny movies, and Seth Rogen and you know Bill Hader and. You got Jonah Hill. It was just like, and I was probably, I was in high school when that came out, I think. So it was just perfect timing to be like all the funny stoner movies, you know, quote unquote stoner movies that I had seen were like passed on from my dad with like the Mel Brooks, like Blazing Saddles, Spaceballs, stuff like that, Monty Python. So those were like the funniest movies to me. So that was like, I think my generation's version of like, this is a generational comedy, like before Step Brothers, you know? I think it was before yeah. Step Brothers. But like you know how that movie took over and like it was like a certain generations so that was the funniest movie of the last 10 years like that was one of them it was just Man. incredible. I respect it. I respect it. Yeah. I, and when you read it was like I don't know Seth Rogen was probably in his 30s by the time that came out and he had been writing that movie since he was 14 years old. Really? That's interesting. Yeah. Him and his best friend had like started that in middle school. <laughs> that's great. I did So it's just funny. Um, Speaking of, uh, you know, that crew, Judd Apatow mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think Judd Apatow did it. The movie about The Room, uh, The, dis- oh, the Disaster yeah. Artist. Oh, yeah, that's one I hadn't seen. I've seen The Room, Artist, but I haven't seen The Disaster Artist. Yeah, oh, so great. It was really, it was good. <laughs> How have you was... seen that and not Superbad? That is obscure. <laughs> Honestly, you want to know why? Because um, I, I have a t-shirt company. And I'm always looking yes, at what other t-shirt companies are doing. And mm-hmm. that uh, you're killing me, Lisa, or whatever he says, was such a huge <laughs> t-shirt meme for like a year. I'm like, I have to watch You're this like, what is, I, what, what is this? Did you watch The Room first or did you watch it at all? Yeah, it was, it was, I, I got through I don't think I got through all of it. It was terrible. Oh my goodness. Yeah, my terrible. roommate tried to show me it. Um, I think I watched uh, like the... I started to, I'm like, I can't do this. So I watched like highlights of it through uh, YouTube, like, you know, summaries. It was so bad. Yeah. It's almost like a car accident. It's just like, or train wreck. Shout out to train wreck sports. You just can't look away. It's just (laughs) (laughs) like, this is so bad. I can't, I need to watch this. So Yeah. All right. So that wraps that up. Uh, Not too controversial. I'm glad. And there's only, I mean, you looped a lot of movies into there, but I mean, I think trilogies should count as one movie unless there's, some that are way worse than the others, which you mentioned, The Hobbit was not. Yeah, here. yeah. I mean, the Batman trilogy is just—it's—it's it's a one long story, and they're all one long story, you know. Right. So. Yeah. So I completely understand that. Um. But yeah, I can't believe we've talked for this long. I appreciate you, uh, getting on the podcast, taking time out to talk to me about absolutely nothing. Um. If, if anybody you, gets this far, if anybody gets this far. Yeah, you get a cookie. Tweet, yeah. Don't don't put this. Don't say that there's something at the end. Don't say this. But if anybody uh, gets this far, shoot me a tweet and I'll send you a code for 25% off a purchase at 26shirts.com. I love it. I'm interested to see if anybody uh, (laughs) takes me up on it. We're trying. It's the first episode. It's going to take a little bit to get the ball rolling. But, you know, people are bored right now. So, you know, happy to help. This This is great. If if anything, it was very self-serving. I really enjoyed the conversation. Exactly. We don't get to talk to too many people right now. So it's it's therapeutic. Yeah, for sure. Um. So where can we find you? Instagram, Twitter. What's your handles? Uh, Del Reed on Twitter, D-E-L-R-E-I-D, and Mr. Uh, Deadlier on Instagram. And I've got a Facebook page, Del Reed 26, that I never post to. Um, yeah, I'm scared of Facebook. Yeah, So, but you can look at that too if you want. Okay. If you want to like something random on Facebook, go like that. <laughs> 
I like it. Okay, uh, we're Leftern. Uh, you can find us on Leftern Co. on Instagram, Twitter, Leftern.co on the website. Um, we're not Left Turn, so I just want to get that out there. We're Leftern. It's Western New York, Leftern New York. That's how it goes. Love um, it. I appreciate Dell. Hopefully, I see your face soon. Yeah, dude. Um, sooner than later, at least, and we can grab burgers next to your office again. That was nice. Yes, absolutely. Shout out to Central Park Grill. Central Park Grill, your burgers are nice. We'll be back soon. Um, and thanks for, again, thanks for taking the time out, and we will talk soon. Always a pleasure, my man. Take care.